Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. The revival is out there. (laughs) That should already spark some interest in your mind because we're used to the revival being in here. Of course, I'm using the term revival loosely there as we've already talked about what is renewal, what is revival, but everybody's looking for revival. That's, we've thought that that's the goal of why we're on this planet and what we're to do while we're on this planet. And we've covered a lot on this subject. But one thing is for sure, the church as of right now is not just looking for revival. As I've had the privilege of traveling throughout the world for the last number of years, I've seen that people are actually taking on a almost a supernatural interest in seeing their nation saved, seeing people saved, seeing society transformed. But also, there's a hunger and a feeling of there must be more. In fact, pastors and leaders especially, I'm hearing them say, we know we're supposed to impact the seven mountains. We know we're supposed to transform our society, but we don't know how. The reality is that all over the world, the church is waking up to the directing power of God for where the church is to be in this day and age. Yes, we know we're in the last days or we're approaching the last days, and there's an acceleration on reaching the harvest and transforming society into the image of the kingdom of God, whose king is Jesus. Many church authorities and prophets For the last number of years, right as we came out of the heavy emphasis on the message of the kingdom, began to trumpet that we have entered into one of the greatest church reformations since Martin Luther, maybe since the book of Acts. This is what has been said. We are currently in it, and you may not have known that, and that's just because oftentimes when we're in the eye of the storm, or we're in the present point in history and not having hindsight 2020 vision, we don't realize we're in it now until later or until history records it and those that come after us look back and say there was a great change that happened in the church. God is not tearing down the walls of the local church. The local church is the vehicle by which God will use to impact society, I believe, till the end of time. But God is accelerating the the equipping and training of the saints to go beyond the four walls out into society to actually make impact not just to win souls but to transform every sphere of life this is god's dream we've talked about that and so we are in a beyond the four walls era now i believe in the local church i attend one i have a pastor i pastored for over 10 years i view the local church as literally the embassy of which Uh, citizens are trained and then sent out as ambassadors of a heavenly kingdom. A number of years ago when our church began to come into some of this understanding, I had led revival meetings for seven or eight years and uh, I was amazed by what God was doing but I was mostly amazed that even though we were having absolute heavenly church services, (laughs) real revival, the city itself was not transformed. 
This became a challenge to me as I would see what God did in the building, healing a young man of Tourette's syndrome, doctor documented. And I got into my car that night after he testified, and as I was driving home, it just sort of hit me as I looked around at cars going by and people walking on the street that the God of the universe who made them <laughs> just showed up at 416 Taunton Road. That's our, our church building. Just showed up at 416 Taunton Road and the city doesn't even know about it. I don't know why, but God gave me a some kind of a holy dissatisfaction and frustration. And I began to look for ways to uh, alert the city to come to our church to see God moving. <laughs> and really the different methods I tried only seemed to make other churches jealous that we're trying to get more people in our building and this kind of a thing. And, and really our efforts were futile. It wasn't until God gave me a dream that led me into a season of shifting the focus. We still had great services, we still wanted great meetings, but I shifted my focus to training and equipping laborers to be sent out into the harvest where the people are. As they went out, they brought them in. This was a great church growth strategy, and it really worked. And uh, one particular woman, uh, Aletha, for example, she came to me and she felt God was calling her to Chapters Bookstore. She was now a manager there. God was using her. And she let go just a few of her responsibilities in our local church. And she raised up leaders to take her position over. And she began to focus all her efforts on Chapters Bookstore. And uh, she still kept coming to church each Sunday. Eventually, God began to move in Chapters Bookstore. Surprise, surprise, God wants to move outside of your church. And she began to win them to Christ one person at a time. She changed the music that would be playing in, in the bookstore while she, while she was working as manager. It was instrumental worship music. There were no words, but it created this heavenly sound. And uh, she began to counsel those individuals and strategically, not recklessly, she was shrewd as a serpent, harmless as a dove, and she began to win them to Christ one by one. For me as a pastor, this was my great shock. I, sh I sowed one seed into the harvest, I sowed one daughter into the harvest, and I got eight to ten back that joined our church, served on the worship team, all from Chapters Bookstore. You see, where did this all begin? Once my emphasis was on training and equipping, I began to see that I could pastor the region through the church members. But this was, this was a very painful and difficult shift I had to make because as a pastor, we have religious strongholds and different things. And I began to discover that it wasn't all about the revival being in my church. It was about revival visiting the city. And I began to see that the revival and what God was trying to do was out there. Now, how did this happen for me before we wrap up here? I had a dream during the height of my frustration. The revival meetings were dwindling down. I was in a place of trying to reproduce old glory and started to function in the flesh because I thought, what do we do now? We had revival, now what? God gave me a dream, and in this dream I saw a coming move of God, which I believe is the great reformation that we're currently in. And I wrote about this in my book, Beyond the Four Walls. In this dream, I saw a move of God happening in the streets. Now keep in mind, dreams are symbolic, prophetic, and there were apostolic leaders, and there were 
evangelists and there were apostles, different ones, out in the streets and masses were getting saved right out there beyond the four walls of the church. In fact, you see how symbolic dreams are. I was in a supermarket at one point and people were getting saved in the supermarket, which actually represents marketplace ministry. So I was seeing that there was a shift coming and I had no context for it at the time. The next scene in the dream, I was taken to a high school and I saw a nameless, faceless generation. Not the big guy in the, in the suit, you know, having a crusade, which as good as those are, but there was just average young people who were laying hands on the sick and they were recovering. Signs and wonders were taking place in this particular school. And uh, from there, I was taken to a church building. I even said to myself in the dream in the high school, I said, where's the church? <laughs> well, of course, we are the church, but watch this next scene in the dream. It was so prophetic. Now I was inside a church building. The church building was surrounded by high red brick walls, sort of like the, the picture you see behind me actually worked out perfectly for this. But, and with inside the church, there were brick walls. And these bricks were coming crashing to the ground. It was actually sort of messy. The walls were coming down. I, in, at one point in the dream, I had to jump out of the way because bricks were falling. Remember, in no way am I saying that there's the end of the age of the local church. I'm not talking about tearing down the literal walls of your building or not attending church anymore because it's the age of the kingdom. No, no, no. But there's an emphasis shift here that God is trying to say. As these bricks were falling, I had a revelation inside the dream, which, you know, we get when it's a dream from God. You can actually think and receive revelation and understand. I knew in the dream that for the people inside the church to go out and be part of the revival happening outside of the church, they had to pick up a brick and go out, <laughs> thus extending the walls of the church into society. What am I saying? The kingdom of God, the revival, went as far as we went. If, if someone in the church picked up their brick and went into the education sphere or went into the university or went into wherever, the, the revival, the kingdom went with them. It was a picture of true beyond the four walls ministry. Now here was my shock and this dream really became the undertone of the beyond the four walls movement that we are, are uh, carrying around the world now. But uh, while I was inside the church, I saw a man who's a well-known intercessor throughout the world. You might know him if I mentioned his name. This intercessor had to move into the office of that local church pastor. So in the dream, I was in a church. This uh, particular intercessor had to now share the pastor's office. And I remember thinking in the dream, wow, what a mess that is. This busy pastor returning emails, holding meetings, and now he's got this wild intercessor having to share the office with him. And now this pastor's got to share his office with an intercessor. This was highly prophetic, and it meant this, that pastors, to understand this coming move of God and this great reformation that was about to touch the earth, local church pastors would have to share their office with intercession. They would have to become people of prayer again if they were going to grasp what was about to happen with the church. Because many don't know that 
For years prior to this, the height of Christianity and the way we functioned was come to church on Sunday and wait to come back the next Sunday. We graded our ministry success as pastors by how many people were in the building that week. And, and how big's your church? Well, I have 500 people and I have 1,000 people. And we felt successful if our numbers were up. But it's actually never been about that. Yes, we want as many people in the building as possible. But your ministry success is not graded by how many people show up to a building, but by how much kingdom you can get out beyond the four walls. And when this transformation and reformation began to take place in the church, a number of years after I had this dream, pastors were asking the questions. They were saying, what's not working? We were doing this before. Suddenly it's not working. Our, our numbers are down. We're, we're just pulling our hair out over where the church is at right now. God was trying to help people make the shift so that the emphasis would now become about training, equipping, and sending. Yes, we want them all coming back to the church, but guess what? I'm sorry to say, God just doesn't want your church to worship Him. He wants your whole city to worship Him. And I just have to say it, you don't have enough room. If God's dream was fulfilled of all being saved in your city, you don't have enough room in your little building to house them all. We don't even have enough churches built in the city to house everybody. It is a going gospel. It is a beyond the four walls gospel. The revival is out there. And those of you that are looking for revival, you're wanting something new. You're asking, what is the more? There's got to be more than this. I'm bored of the old. When you get equipped and go out beyond the four walls, you will find the revival is out there. People are ready to be saved. People are ready to be delivered. Breakthroughs are ready to happen in society. On every level, the revival is out there. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV, or download our History Makers Society app today.